This is the FBCG Live Podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins, Sr. Today's message is entitled, Spiritual Warfare, Part 8, Prayer. Prayer is an important piece of our arsenal, and it is a spiritual weapon that gets us through. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. We're in our series. Today is the next part of our series. I think we're in number eight of spiritual warfare from Ephesians chapter six. And allow me again to read verses 10 through 18, uh, 10 through 20. I'm sorry. 10 verses 10 through 20 of chapter six of Ephesians. Beginning of verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. I love those verses right there. Therefore, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which with, with, with which you are you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me, that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. That's Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. The weapons and the, art, the armor that God tells us to put on because we are in a spiritual battle. Let me remind you we're in a spiritual battle. And we've, we have been spending all of these weeks talking about this, this, this armor that God gives us, the armor he gives us that empowers us to win. We don't have to lose. No, regardless of what the circumstances are, we don't have to be losers. We're not losers. We're winners. And you and I can win. And we've already talked about uh, the four entities that we wrestle with and we've been walking down through uh, these various pieces of armor that the Apostle Paul tells us to put on uh, so that we can stand in the evil day We've girded our waist with truth. We've talked about the breastplate of righteousness. We've put the put uh, the the gospel of peace on our feet. We've taken the shield of faith so we can quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. We have the helmet of salvation. We've got the sword of the spirit. But now we're at verse 18. And he tells us the next thing we need to do. That, that we can use as a piece of arsenal in our warfare battle. And I, I, I'm praying and hoping that you take this next piece seriously and put it in place in your life. It says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. 
and for me that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. He's talking about prayer. And anybody who's walked with God at any length of time know that prayer is an important piece, an important piece of our arsenal in our battle. If you don't believe in prayer, I can't help you. Prayer changes things. I, I've seen God uh, change lives and change families and change homes. Prayer is the key. And he tells us here today and encourages us to be people of prayer. Jesus spent in Luke 6 the whole night praying. Luke 6 verse 12. He's prayed all night long. That's how powerful prayer is. In the face of death, Daniel prayed three times a day. Prayer is so critical and important. In Luke 18, Jesus commanded that men pray everywhere and always. First Thessalonians chapter five tells us verse 17 that we should pray without ceasing. We got to keep prayer as a part of our assignment. And I want to encourage you today to keep on praying. Make prayer a part of your life. It's a spiritual weapon. It's what gets us through. God answers prayer. Gideon prayed and God gave him direction of what he needed to do to get the victory, even though he had a limited number of resources, a limited number of men. Hannah prayed and, and asked God for a male ch child and God gave her Samuel. Elijah prayed and he asked God to prove himself to Israel and fire fell from heaven. Hezekiah prayed. He turned his face to the wall and God gave him 15 more years of life when Peter was jailed. God freed him from jail. Paul and Silas were locked up. God got them free. Prayer will do the same thing for you and I. We have to be people of prayer. We can't stop praying. I'm excited all across our church. There are a number of people who are doing prayer vigils and prayer time. I'm, I'm excited about it. I want to encourage our members to call the saints to pray, 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 pray for these this spiritual warfare that we're in changes things. But what I want to focus on here today uh, about prayer is that Paul walks through and gives us some specific things about prayer. And let me kind of walk you through these seven things. There's seven of them right here in these two, two or three verses. And just walk with me here as I talk about this. He says, praying always. I like that. That's number one. He says we ought to be in a posture. That's point one posture. And that posture is to be in a continual mode of prayer, a continual posture that we're always praying. You don't have to be on your knees. You don't have to be facing a certain direction. We ought to be always in a posture of prayer. And I know sometimes people brag. I prayed for an hour. Or I prayed for two hours. That great. Praise the Lord that you're able to do that. Um, but I think it's more relevant that we stay postured in a position of prayer, in a posture of always having our, our hearts open to commune with God. Always talking to God, always beseeching his direction and his help. While you're walking, while you're at work, while you are cleaning house, while you're driving to work, keep the channel of prayer open. And this, this word praying right here in the Greek is a Greek word, prosukamai is what it is. It's a Greek word. And what it means is 
I'm directing my need and my request toward God. That's what it means. I am, I am making my request to him. I'm not looking to people or persons or the government. I'm looking to God. I'm calling on him. And I, what I love about God is that he always opens up and always has opened up to us the resource and the avenues for us to pray. I want to challenge you today to keep the prayer line open. Prosukamai also not only means that we're directing our needs toward God, but prosukamai, that Greek word for praying always, also means that I'm always worshiping God. I'm in a constant posture of worship, always giving God praise, always giving him the thanks, always reflecting on how good he's been. Even when things are tough and difficult, there's enough things that God has done for us for us to give him a shout of praise all the time. I know God has done enough for me in my life that I can praise him all the time. He's already done enough for me to praise him for the rest of my life. So, so it is directing it toward God and always being fixed and in a posture of always talking to God all the time. That's number one, point number one of the seven point verse that deals with prayer is the posture. Number two is, and by the way, all of these points I'm making begin with P. Go ahead, pastor. Go ahead. Hey, hey, I worked on these P's. The second one is in verse number 18. I call it petition. And it says praying always with all prayer and supplication. And that's what supplication means. Supplication means uh, a petition. I am, I am uh, making a petition to God. And somebody say, well, what's the difference between the word prayer and supplication? Where prayer, the word prayer is the highest form of worship. That is uh, giving worship to God. But supplication means a little bit, it, it leads you into not just worship, but it is when you are beseeching God and you are pleading, begging, crying out to God. That's really what it is. It is a petition to cry out to God to work on your behalf. I look at sometimes people pray and they're so timid and, and quiet and soft and just weak. But this word petition means that I'm crying out to God. I am I'm pleading with God. I am I'm pouring out my heart to God. That means something to the Lord when you cry out to him. When you make that petition, when you tell God to, not generally what you want, but specifically what you want. That's what a petition is. You're telling God specifically, this is what I need. You're making that known to God. Make your, here's what the scripture says, make your request known to God. Give God the specifics of what it is and not just general. Call out specific names to God. Specific situations and circumstances that you make your request known to God. That's petition. Make, that's what supplication means. I'm making a petition to God. But he doesn't stop there. He also says pray in the spirit. He says praying, with, uh, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And I call that the third P, which is power. I'm praying in the Holy Spirit. In multiple places throughout scripture, it tells us to pray in the spirit. All over through Ezekiel, uh, Romans 8 and Romans 9 and Romans 14 and Galatians 3 and Galatians 5, Galatians 5.25, Revelations chapter 1, chapter 4. Several places the scripture talks about praying in the spirit. What does that mean? It means, I believe, 
that we are allowing the Holy Spirit to pray on our behalf and not birth out of our fleshly efforts. It's not a program prayer. You're led by the Spirit of God. It's not, you know, I hear people pray program prayers in, in church. Not a program prayer. Not the same phrases over and over again. But in fact that we're praying to God by the Spirit of God, uttering up to, to God our need and our requests. It's allowing the Holy Spirit to pray through you. I believe in praying in, in the Spirit also means praying in a heavenly language. If you haven't experienced that opportunity to do that, I want to encourage you to beseech God and ask him, does he does he have that for you? Believe I believe he does. Everybody who wants to can that he'll fill you and that Holy Spirit will utter up a prayer to God in your personal private prayer life. You can utter up by faith. The Holy Spirit will take that petition and carry it to the throne of Almighty God. I believe in that. Let the Holy Spirit release that prayer. Take it up to the throne of God. Let him pray for you. Let him intercede on your behalf. Don't be afraid. It's an act of faith. When I first started learning how to pray in, in a heavenly language, sometimes there would be syllables and words that would come to my mind that I didn't know what they meant. And I was afraid to utter them. But once I got the faith and the courage to just release them out of my mouth to God, Oh, I felt a release. I felt I felt like the glass. Sometimes you might feel like your prayers are not going anywhere, but healing, hitting this a glass ceiling. And I felt that ceiling got broken and grabbed a hold of my request and took it to the throne of Almighty God. I want to tell you that whatever words and whatever things God brings into your mind, usher it up into the presence of God. Don't be afraid. But bring that to the throne of Almighty God. Allow the Holy Spirit to pray through you. That's power. That's number three. Number four is right here again in verse number 18. He says, um, being watchful to this end, being watchful to this end. And I'm calling that prudence, prudence, being watchful. It means don't fall asleep. It means keep awake. Don't hibernate. Be attentive. Pay attention. That word prudent means to show care and thought for the future that I'm, I'm here, God. I'm right here. I'm not dozing off. I'm not just occupying time. I'm not just bowing my head and closing my eyes. I'm not just roving thoughts in my mind. I'm right here in your presence, Father, beseeching your throne. Be watchful. God, I'm paying attention in case you, you know, here's what I believe. I believe when you pray, you not just utter up what you want God to do for you. Being watchful means you sometimes you got to be quiet. Let God talk to you. Some of my most powerful answers to things I needed God to do for me came when I was in a mode of prayer. And I pause for a moment and I'm watchful to hear what God might want to say to me. Trust me, God wants to say some things to you. Let him say some things to you. Let him give you some direction. Prudence. Be watchful that God might even want to speak to you. Pay attention. Don't let him lure you into a mode of unconcern or unbelief or weariness or being tired. Stay alert and beseech the throne of God. Here's number five. It's in verse number 18 as well. It says, uh, being watchful to this end with all perseverance. Who? And that's number five, perseverance. That means patience. That's what the word perseverance means. I'm patient. I'm willing to be patient with God. I'm willing to uh, be steadfast and not quit. 
I'm going that word patience means I'm going to stick with God, even though it may take a long time. For my prayer to be answered by my timetable, it means I'm, I'm, I'm going to even through opposition, through difficulty, through being told by others that it won't happen. I'm going to I'm going to persevere. I'm going to hang in there. I'm going to keep on praying. Somebody asks me all the time. People ask me all the time. Can you should you can you pray the same prayer over and over again? Absolutely. Keep knocking on the door. Keep taking it to the throne of God. Jesus gave a parable about that. He says uh, he gave a story that if a man has gone into his home and gone to bed for the night, but his neighbor comes because he's got and knocks on his his door. His neighbor from next door comes and knocks on his door because he's got some some unexpected guests to come. Uh, that man might say in the home, I'm already in bed. But because the man kept knocking, because he kept knocking, saying, please come and help me. He kept knocking. The man gets out of his bed and goes and answers the door and gives the man what he needs. And I'm saying to you that Jesus gave that parable. And that parable tells us keep knocking. Keep persevering. Keep holding on. It's okay to keep asking God for the same thing again. It's okay. Be persevere. Be persistent. Don't don't walk away. But be faithful and persistent. That's that's okay. That's all right. That's acceptable to God. And then he says this in verse number 18. He says, and supplication, the latter part, he says, and supplication for all the saints. Supplication for all the saints. That's number six. That means pray for people. Call out their names. This is an instruction for us to pray for other people. You know, sometimes the saints, you can ask them to pray for you, but they they uh, they forget. Write it down, do whatever you got to do to write names down and pray for people. Put their names down. Sometimes God will put a name in your a thought in your mind, a name in your uh, somewhere nearby. And I encourage you that when God brings that name somewhere in your vicinity, a thought through your mind, a, a concern in your heart. Go ahead and intercede for the person. Call their name out. Supplica- make supplication. Make a petition for the saints. Pray for people. Pray for. Matter of fact, the text says pray for all the saints. Pray for everybody. Everybody. Intercede for them. Amen. Somebody give God a shout right there. That's what we are called to do. Matter of fact, not just here, but in many other scriptures, the Bible tells us to pray for other people. Put their name on your your altar and intercede. Pray for your family members. Pray for your co-workers. Pray for your friends. Pray for your neighbors. Pray for acquaintances. Pray for people that you work with. Pray for them. Pray for unsaved people. Please, please pray for unsaved people who have turned their backs on God. Please intercede for them. Keep on praying for them. Don't stop. They may have cussed you out. They may have told you they're not interested. They may have told you they're unbelievers. It's okay. Still pray for them. Put their name on your on your throne, on your altar and take before the throne of God. Intercede for them. Finally, in this seventh and last one. Matter of fact, while I'm talking about that, you got where you are because somebody prayed for you. Somebody put your name on the altar and interceded for you. Even at times and moments when uh, you didn't even know they were praying for you. You got where you are in life because somebody interceded on your behalf. That's how we got where we are. Somebody thought enough about us to pray for us. Finally, 
Paul says in verse number 19, while he's talking about prayer, he says in verse 19, and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. I love this. I love this. And this is, this is me saying the same thing for you. Can you pray for me? And I, I would like for that P, this final P to be for your pastor. But really, uh, it covers more than just your pastor. It's for all people in positions of authority, positions of power. All people who are in positions of authority, pray for them. Pray for the president of the United States. Pray for our governor, your governor, whatever state you're in. Pray for your county executive. Pray for the mayor of your town and the city council and town council and county council. Pray for people who are in positions of authority, who are in a place to make decisions. I'm so troubled that so many people who don't have the heart in so many circumstances, don't have a heart and concern for the people of the communities that they represent. They don't seem to care. They only seem to care about their own careers and agendas. But I'm praying and I see God doing it. I believe God is raising up leaders, especially political leaders and pastors and people in authority who have a heart for the people that they serve. And I'm telling you today, it's time for us to put their name on your, on your altar. Pray for them. Intercede for them. Call their name out and ask God to give them his wisdom. And I want to pray that you pray for me. As a matter of fact, I, I love this passage right here. And I'm asking you to pray for me that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador, for which I am a servant of the living God. Pray for me that I'll be anointed and, and be empowered to be a mouthpiece for God that I can speak boldly the truth of God's word, that it would pierce in the people's hearts and make their lives change. Pray for me. Pray for all of the pastors and leaders in our community. Pray for me. And I want some people to know right now, I want to be that mouthpiece that boldly proclaims the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross, shed his blood, was buried in a grave and got up out of that grave. Ask God to give me an anointing to help make the reality of that gospel message true to some people who have walked away from God, who've turned their backs on God, who think that God doesn't exist. Give me the power, God, is my prayer, that people will know that you are alive and well, that you are a, a living God, that you care. You need to know. I know some of you are watching today. God cares about you. He died on the cross for you. He was wounded for your transgression. He got hung on the cross, pierced in his hand, a crown of thorns on his head, pierced in his side, pierced in his feet, hung there on the cross, and God whipped him for you. Your sin should have been you and I hanging on that cross, but instead he took our place. And I'm so grateful that Jesus took my place. When I put my faith in him, it changed my life and it will change yours. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. Prayer is the key. Make prayer a part of your everyday life. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglenarden.org slash give to donate. 
Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.